Hello there and welcome to episode 79 of the Sports and Spirituality Show brought to you in part by our friends at the Fairfield County Sports Network. Also a special thank you to guys like uh, Mike O'Reilly at WLRY 88.9 Radio for Life for airing the podcast every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. My friend George Chatters and his um, wife and family uh, with Save Radio for broadcasting it on Monday evenings and our friends Greg and Mitch Price of Price Custom Homes for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show. You can get more information by going to their website pricecustomhomes.com. Greg and Mitch can help you from the beginning and end in all points in between as it relates to the building process. They would love to hear from you. So contact them at pricecustomhomes.com. Thank you, Greg and Mitch Price, for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show. My name is Steve Rao, and um, I'm with um, X Church. I'm the Karen Outreach Pastor there, um, and part of uh, the leadership at the Fairfield County Sports Network. Um, I am blessed to be the chaplain of the Lancaster Fire Department, um, and some other things uh, that I enjoy here in the community. Um, the uh, father of four children, the husband of one wife, uh, the son uh, to <laughs> my mom, uh, <clears throat> all kinds of things. Actually, I'm so bright, my mom calls me son. Uh, uh, I didn't know if uh, if you were aware of that, but uh, but but apparently that's the case. Uh, our guest today is, uh, or excuse me, not the guest, our co-host today. I don't know why I call her the guest. Uh, maybe, maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, why she's the guest, but she's uh, the regular co-host for this program, and and uh, she is also um, deepening her roots here in the community. <laughs> She's beginning to branch out in the uh, aspects of her life and ministry and skill set. And at the end of this podcast, she's going to make like a tree and leaf. <clears throat> she is Kelsey Bull, um, and uh, she is the regular co-host for the Sports and Spirituality Show. Welcome back to episode 79 of the Sass Kid. Thanks, Steve. Any of that true? Yeah, some of it. Some of it? Yeah, I don't think your mom calls you son because you're so bright. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I've said this many a time, so I would love to talk to your mom. Uh, well, we're recording this on a Friday, and uh -huh. we got Mother's Day coming up here before too long. We do, we do. Would you like to see if she would be willing to come on as oh a guest? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what do you kind think? of, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> why do you say, first of all, why do you say yes? Because I want to just ask her so many things about you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And why do you say no? Because I don't know. She also kind of, I, you know, we were having a conversation before air about uh -huh. how we get the privilege to talk to so many really cool guests. And we a do. lot of them we don't know Correct. personally. Right. Um, so you and I, like, in our conversations with them, create a face. Like, yes. Um, and I just think that is so funny. Right. Uh, um, because they could often turn out to like, look nothing how we think. Uh, almost always. And your mom, it's not so much of a physical thing, but over the years, cause I've known you and I've, we've been good friends for right. several years now. Right. I've like built a picture of who your mom is. Uh -huh. And a part of it is, I think she would intimidate me. <laughs> I'd be scared. Oh but my But I think land. you have you have shared times where you've like been in trouble. Uh huh. You know, and I'm yeah. just like I don't want to get in trouble with her. Holy <laughs> mackerel! Yeah. Uh, 
that is so fascinating to me. That's not where you thought I was going. Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) Oh, okay. There's a scripture that says Moses was the meekest man on the earth. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you think your mom is. My mom is the meekest woman on the earth. Okay, I think meekness is such an interesting characteristic Uh and hardly no one talks about it or describes people that way yes so to me it's so abstract like Uh it i mean it has a definition it's specific but it also isn't if that makes any sense yes yes i do i i see where it is kind of a word that could be defined in lots of different ways I'm telling you, uh, my mom, whatever hesitation you had all those years ago about coming on the air and broadcasting, you can ratchet that up a hundred times, and that's where my mom is. So she's not coming on air. Uh, Well, she probably would do it for her son. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. and so, you know what? Let me think about that. Let me okay, maybe great. make a phone call or two and see uh, okay. um, what uh, what we can work out. Uh, I did not expect to go this direction, but I love it. Now, uh, okay. in fairness, yes. would your mother be willing to come on? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quick conversation. I also, no. No. Um, now, wait a minute. Why is it fair? For my mom to come on so you can grill her questions about me um, and not have your mom on so I could grill her questions about you. I mean, it's not fair. No, thank it's you. It's not fair. Yeah, I admit that. I think <laughs> she'll say no. Okay. Um, but would, would she do it for her daughter? Oh, yeah. I think if I told you her. pressure on her. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if I would do that. Yeah. Um, You're a lot nicer to your mom than I am to yeah, mine. Yeah, my mom is also traveling around mother's day okay i don't know the dates off the yeah, top of my head sure. but yeah so you know we'd have to think through that yeah okay maybe very good um well you know what i won't promise because i don't yeah. like to make promises i can't deliver no, on let's not but um uh, i may say something to my mom about it okay. because you're not the first person who has wondered about this sure and we have this podcasting platform so yeah. maybe maybe this is the place it is and the time for that and then maybe you could ask her um, do you call Steve son because he's so bright? Mm-hmm. And then we'll just see where that goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was one thing you stated. Um, oh, okay. by the way, uh, before we go into the other things that you stated, uh, or that I stated that you yeah, have like, an what? opinion on. I didn't on, really state uh, anything. Well, you said that my mom does not call me son because I'm so bright. And I thought that was very mean, but you're usually mean to me. Um, uh, we uh, are recording this on a Friday. The Friday after... Thursday, which is the way the calendar goes, um, but that uh, yesterday was the NFL draft, the National Football League draft, and there were uh, at least three Buckeyes chosen in the first round. We actually, as Buckeye fans, you're not a fan, but I am, um, uh, set a record uh, with uh, those three first round draft picks. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about that. And maybe uh, we've got some sound bites from a couple of these uh, who were drafted. Maybe we can include those later in the show. What do you think about that? That sounds fun. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just plan on doing that. So, um, yes, I, I mentioned that my mom calls me uh, son because I'm so bright and you disagree. Um, I also <laughs> uh, said um, that you were planning some roots uh maybe deeper in the community is that true not physical not physical mm-hmm. or is she didn't buy a house you're just renting 
You live in a tent? Well, I bought a house like eight years ago. Okay, so you planted some roots then, sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't buy a house if you don't plan on sticking around for three or four years anyway. They yeah, that they, wouldn't be a good financial decision. No, it wouldn't. They say if you're, you, you don't buy a house unless you're going to be there for at least three years. Yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah, so so I was right about that. That's what I want to hear. Okay. I was right about that. Right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Are, are, are you beginning to branch out? A little bit. A little bit mm-hmm. uh, in your area. Um, and I want to hear more about <laughs> that. Uh, after this show, are you going to make like a tree and leaf? Yeah. All right. I'm going to leaf you. <laughs> Oh, wow, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Uh, not just from you. Um, yeah, there's a lot of those. Uh, you know, like make, a, make like a banana and split. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, maybe ones that... Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't say on there. Yeah, we can just move on in the conversation. Okay, okay, okay. There's one or two I desperately want to say. but maybe Well, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> oh, Okay. Well, it seemed like you were trying to stop me. You're trying to move on. I was trying to give you an out, oh, but apparently you. you want to live no, here. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll take the out. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, maybe we can talk about that off the air. Um, okay. So where were we? Oh, um, uh, I'm going to make a tree and leaf uh, when uh, this conversation's over. Uh, <clears throat> because uh, there's a lot of tree references, you know, with roots <laughs> and branches and leaves. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, that's what that's what that was. Oh, okay. I, sometimes you don't pick up on what I'm putting down, so I kind of. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I don't. Because oh, I know. <laughs> makes no sense, not because. No, no, I don't think that's it. Your mom doesn't call you son because you're bright. Because I'm not a son. Okay, but yeah, that's that's one reason. Uh, there's probably <laughs> other reasons. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> why? Uh, now I want to tell this story about my mom. Please do. Okay. So this was within the last few years. I think this was when Lucy, our oldest child, who is now five, she was maybe like two or three and was learning a lot of things. I don't know if it was counting or ABCs or something, but we're sitting in my parents' like dining room that's attached to their kitchen. So we must have been over for a family meal or something. And it's my mom and my dad. I think my grandma was there. She lives with my parents. And then uh, my brother and I think his, at the time, girlfriend was there, now wife. And um, then it was Josh, myself, and Lucy, our daughter. And maybe I was pregnant with Wade, but Lucy was showing off a new skill. I don't remember what it was. And my mom says something to the effect of, um, you're going to be such a smarty pants like your dad. And everyone in yes. the family like looked at each other, like except my mom. And we all like started dying laughing. And she's like, what? And I was like, what am I like? Not <laughs> smart. <laughs> and I would like to say I was an A student. I was in honors classes. Except um, in math. Cause I did talk to your your math teacher, uh, Mr. Rick Schaffner, and he confirmed. No, I was a pretty good math student. Really? That's not what he said. And, you know, he had At the record At least in his stuff. classes, I think I yep. did pretty good. Um, but, yes, but it was just so funny because yes. my mom was basically, like, complimenting how smart Josh was, but, like, backhanded compliment to me. Or and backhanded I was, diss to you. Sure. It wasn't a compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. a compliment. Right. Um, Yes, and it was just so funny. So we oftentimes reference that because I I would like to say, like, I did pretty well in school. Right. Josh um, was book smarter than me. Like, we we know that. Um, (laughs) He he was a 
Victorian. Uh-huh. He graduated from college with like cuma sum laude, or I right. don't know what those Latin words are or right. mean, but um, he does very well academically. Uh, Josh often says I'm much smarter socially. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. we, you know, we all have our gifts, but it was just so funny the way my mom said it. So oh, we'll, yeah. offer it, we'll often like reference it. And she's like, yeah. that's not what I meant. That's not oh, what I yes. meant. But, but that's why you bring it up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. So Josh the smarty pants yes. and Kelsey the other pants. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what am I bringing to the kid? Like, nothing? <laughs> uh, we're so glad Josh isn't in yeah. our lives. That's so important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coming from your mom, maybe <laughs> it stinks yeah, a little like, more. When it com- yeah, right. When it comes from, from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for sharing that story. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that your mom was disrespecting you uh, and didn't yes. even realize it. So yes. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you went to, I believe, the University of Miami or Miami University, excuse me, um, in Oxford. Yes. Um, they don't let you go there unless you are a high academic student. Sure. So uh, you didn't stumble in there. You just woke up from a drunken stupor and like, oh, I guess I'm a college student at Miami now. No, that's yeah. not how it works. Uh, you have to earn the right to go there. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> Not to disrespect your mother, but I think you're also a smarty pants. Thank you so much. Yeah. All yeah. right. Um, hey, we we got to get your mom on this show. Yeah, I know. We got to get her on the show. Yeah, Come on. Maybe. Do you think she would say yes to me? No. Okay. I don't either because <laughs> I don't really know her very well. Yeah. And so, yeah. Chuck's darn. Um, well, we'll see what uh, we can get uh, worked out here. So, okay. Um, I was making a lot of tree references. You I don't were. know if you picked up on that. I did. Did you? Yes. Uh, do you have any idea, any idea whatsoever, why I was making all those tree references? No. You don't. <laughs> that's not true. Yeah. I, that's not true. You know, you know what? Your mom was right. I'm so glad Josh is a smarty pants. <laughs> So yeah. why was I making these tree references? Uh, because I recently took a new job at the Tree Church here in Lancaster, Ohio, where we record this podcast. Yep. Um, with my church. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yes, the Tree Church. Um, for those who might not be familiar, yes. Uh, why is it called the Tree Church? <laughs> Any ideas? You know, I mean, you're the new gal. There, I'm so. the new girl. Yeah, right. That, we didn't cover that in yeah. orientation. <laughs> Um, no, I've been at the church, um, for about eight years, I think. And, uh, we were formerly called Lancaster Community Church, LCC. And I think it was in 2018, we moved locations and we also, um, changed names. And at the time, my understanding was part of the reason we changed names was, yes, we are located in Lancaster and we love Lancaster, but we also are a church for a lot of people who don't live in Lancaster. Um, and I think there is long-term vision for growth for potential branches outside of, um, Lancaster. And so, you know, to have LCC in Logan, Ohio, or in Carroll, Ohio. Yeah, wouldn't make sense. Would it make a ton Lancaster of sense? Lancaster Community Church in Carroll uh, just right. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. So I think that it was a longer um, term vision uh, and plan, and I appreciate that for forethought and i at the time our logo was and still is a tree right and so oftentimes around town um if people would see uh people wearing like our 
shirts or like have logos on water bottle bag I don't know what um they would say oh like you go to the that tree church and so in a lot of ways I think around town um that was how the church was known by the logo and so it just seemed like a good fit but I'm gonna be honest I am not the authority on this topic sure. so no no I think I that could be <laughs> just be very clear up front I don't know this is what I do know yeah well and I will say from an outsider sure uh, those are exactly what uh what, what I also heard great um as well so uh <laughs> I guess we'll just we'll declare that as the right answer yeah please until, don't until we're told otherwise yeah yeah great um and I, I love that concept of course tree is about growth mm-hmm. uh it provides provides protection, mm-hmm. shade, uh, it provides uh, places for animals to live, yeah. um, it uh, is super important to our ecosystem, right? Sure. We don't have trees, we die, because they mm-hmm. give off oxygen, and I think you and I breathe in oxygen, and so <laughs> there's a certain, uh, it's a pretty important thing. Uh, yeah, and there's so many um, plant-based references in scripture. Correct. Um yeah, so I think it's cool. Yeah, it is. Um, and so uh, the Tree Church, uh, they're um, in Lancaster, Ohio. Um, so um, I want to hear about that transition. But before that, um, I think maybe you spent a decade or more um, in another ministry called Young Life. Talk to me about um, how that process got started. Sure. So Young Life is a parachurch ministry, um, and their mission is to introduce adolescents to Jesus Christ and help them grow in their faith. The organization has been around for um, over 80 years, I believe, at this point, and it's in over 100 countries. So their home base is um, out in Colorado. But uh, that ministry was pretty critical um, in my faith when I was in high school. That's when I first got plugged into the ministry at Bloom Carroll High School, and I had really incredible volunteer leaders who, who were students at Ohio State University who would come to Carroll um, and really befriend um, befriend us and in such an authentic and genuine way that they just came alongside us and um, really like went through life with us as a friend and as a mentor. And um, they had such a, a gracious and humble way of pointing us to Jesus um, and teaching us what it means to follow him and be in a relationship with God the Father. And um, it was just so important in my life in high school. And then I went to Miami, as we've already referenced, and I got plugged in there. I tried out a few different ministries, and for um, whatever reason, I mean, I think there are several reasons, but for reasons, I felt like God was asking me to be involved in Young Life and then become a volunteer leader for high school kids like I had. And so that's what I did. Um, I volunteer-led at Franklin County High School, um, which is technically in Indiana, but Miami is in Oxford, Ohio, and it's really close to the border, the state border, and so... Um, me and a group of friends were Young Life leaders in Indiana. Um, so was approaching graduation and was talking to the Young Life staff person who oversaw us as volunteer leaders. And he had become a friend and um, he had asked, what are your plans when you graduate? And I said, well, Josh and I are engaged. So wherever we go, we'll, you know, get married and um I'll probably lead Young Life. And he was like, if you're that serious about it, had have you considered a career? 
with Young Life or in vocational ministry. And I really hadn't, not growing up in church, like that just wasn't something that ever really had crossed my mind. But it was something that I became really passionate about in um, college. And I think that why I love why I loved leading so much always came back to I got to see kids go from spiritual death to life right so I got to see kids who some sure maybe had a little bit of faith background but a lot of them over the years have had none Um, so I got to share with them who Jesus is who God the Father is how much he loves them and cares for them and watch them respond and I'll be honest um, well let me keep going but I'll come back to that that thought so I go on Young Life staff um, out of college in Batesville, Indiana, and Josh also gets a job in this small town where we lived for about four years and started our marriage and built really incredible friendships and had such a, um, it, it was a really hard season in some ways, but also just so beautiful in a lot of other ways. So we were there for about four years and then in 2015 moved back to our home county in Fairfield County, Ohio, but moved to a different community, Lancaster. And I was on staff here um, with Young Life, I think for about, oh gosh, um, seven years maybe. So uh, 10 years in total. And then this last year felt like God was asking me to stay home with my kiddos. and that was hard transition because I loved what I was doing. I felt like I was really gifted in it, but also felt like God's call was very clear through a lot of different um, circumstances. So I was staying home with the kids and shortly after the first of this year, um, I had got a call from my church and I had known for a while that a young adult ministry was on their radar. And um, I had a little bit been tipped off at the end of last year by some friends who just seemed like they were asking some um, personal but intentional questions about my life. And I was like, I I invite that. These friends I I know and love dearly, and um, they're welcome to do that in my life. But it it just felt a little bit different. And so after like the third time, Josh and I were like, okay, what's going on? Um, So after the first of this year, I got a phone call from the church, and they asked technically it was a text but asked if I would come in to have some conversations about um about some job opportunities and I said yes um you know I we talk about this a lot on the show I'm pretty risk adverse I don't love change um and and I think ultimately I do I you know I say that but ultimately I I think I do but um it just can be a little bit hard for me. I'm a planner. I like to know what's coming. I like I like the illusion of being in control. Mm-hmm. And so um, I went in for a conversation, and that first conversation led to more conversations. So probably over the course of a couple months and a half, um, really started processing through what it would look like to step into a role at my church where I would be leading their new young adult ministry. Um, and ultimately through, um, my personal time with Jesus, through asking a handful of wise mentors in my life to help me think through this process and this decision and ask questions and pray for me and Josh and, um, through lots of conversations with Josh, prayer, worship, um, I just felt like this was what God was asking me and I would, 
even say Josh and our family to step into next. And so um, <clears throat> for Josh and I, in terms of where that leaves us with Young Life is it's been so fun to go back to volunteer leading. Um, sure, that's had its challenges when you have um, elevated responsibilities for so long and then to pair them back. So I'm not saying that's been so easy, but it's been so good for us um, this last year of getting to volunteer lead Young Life. Uh, we love our high school friends so much and they're such a gift to us in so many ways. And so, um, we recognized in stepping into a new ministry, we would be stepping out of, um, something that we've been a part of for so long. So Josh, uh, also was involved in young life when he was in high school, not during college. And then when we moved to Indiana and I took a, a role on staff, he became a volunteer leader. So he has volunteer led, I think, <clears throat> This summer when we retire, sounds very weird in my age, but when we step away from that ministry, I think he will have led um, in a volunteer capacity for 12 years. And so um, it's bittersweet in so many ways as transitions often are, um, but also we feel so much peace and excitement for what God is also calling us into. And we know that all of these things are ultimately God's ministries and um, he provides for them. He gives guidance and directs and um, leads. And so we really are just trying to be faithful and follow where he's calling us. Yeah, that's great stuff right there. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned there was something that you wanted to, to share, and I, I, uh, I desperately want to, to hear what you have to share there. Um, uh, <clears throat> one thing you said about transition, uh, I've said this often and many others have, uh, that transitions are always difficult, even great transitions. Yes. Right? Yes. You were in high school and you went to college. You, you moved away. Uh, that's a great transition. Uh, you met sure. new friends, had a lot of fun experiences, and uh, learned a lot of things, even though you're not a smarty pants. You still learn some things. Um, it was awesome, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, it, except it's a hard transition. Sure. And then you, you say, oh, I'm graduating. Now i got to go find a job. Uh, i got to move to a new era. Oh, it's a great transition. Yeah, it comes with a lot of challenges. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> I, I, I got this job. Now Now I'm having my first kid. Oh, it's awesome to have kids. But it's a transition. i got to figure out how to navigate life. Um, and then we have a second kid. Uh, then we're going to move back to the area. That's a transition. Uh, then uh, we're going to transition out of that ministry. You can't be involved in something for 12 or 14 or 15 years and just say, okay, uh, on to the next thing. Just sure. forget about that and move on. Uh, that's just not the case. So uh, I also think transitions are where the enemy uh, tries to be, uh, he tries to knock us off uh, our, our path. Mm -hmm. um, the Bible says we're not ignorant of his devices. Mm -hmm. It also says he's out to steal, kill, and destroy. So when you're doing something like what you are doing, investing in the lives of young people and trying to take them from darkness to light, mm -hmm. uh, from being blind to being able to see from death mm -hmm. to life. Uh, the enemy doesn't like that. So he's going to try to knock us off. And then he said, okay, I didn't, I wasn't successful while she was a part of young life. Maybe in this transition time, I can get her uh, while she's kind of confused about what she's trying to do next. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what the, the enemy wants to do that. But the beautiful thing is the power of God is the strongest power in all of the universe, and he has power over sin, death, hell, and the grave, and uh, the enemy of our soul. And so uh, we, we celebrate that you're able to make this transition as challenging as it is. Um, 
and then yet maybe not a huge transition. It wasn't sure. like you were becoming the worship leader at a tree, right? Uh, or I'm moving to a different community. Yeah, different you're going state. to Texas or right, whatever. Right. Uh, sure. No. Um, no, so, in yeah. so many ways it feels um, like this is the right next step. It, or Not the right, I mean, I do believe that, but a natural next step is probably the better word. And yeah. something we've said... Um, for whatever reason in our current young life community we have a ton of seniors um and so like we just like they uh know about our transition and um some of them feel sad but we're like we're just basically graduating with you guys like exactly you know and for some of them they get to stick around in the community and i think what i'm so one of the many things i'm so excited about in transitioning to um this new role of leading the tree church's young adult ministry is that I've been planted in this community for several years and I've gotten to see so many high schoolers graduate. And I know what a hard transition and season that is when you graduate high school and you now have so many more opportunities and decisions in front of you. And I think, um, uh, uh, maybe more established young adult community christian community in lancaster is really needed and i see that um and so i'm so excited to try to step in and um with god's guidance and vision like meet that need the best i can um and so really i am so pumped for what it's going to be i see um so many great things ahead for that ministry um and Honestly, like it's also wild because a lot of those high schoolers that I got to serve when I moved here in 2015, like they are still young adults. Right. And so I'm in some ways still serving the same people I've gotten to serve for the last eight years, just in a different capacity. Yes. And so, uh, as you mentioned, that transition may be a natural and smooth transition to make from, uh, oh, I'm involved in them in high school. Now they're young adults. And uh, what's my position? Oh, yeah, I'm leading young adult ministry at, at, uh, at the tree church. And so, uh, yeah, I think maybe uh, you're just continuing to grow with them in that respect. And I think that's pretty cool. Uh, is that part of the reason why? this was so attractive to you yeah for sure I think um you know the way God creates all of us so differently is so cool and I think that the more we can understand ourselves and like how God created us and gifted us the quicker like the quicker we can do that the better we can live in that gifting and I think it blesses um it, it just blesses his body like other believers and and other I would say non-believers in a lot of ways um, and so I am thankful that I feel like God has gifted me in relationships and I um, am excited to live into that and start building relationships and building a community for young adults um, and I think that thankfully Josh and I feel very strongly about um, being involved in ministry and being involved in ministry together, um, not in a way that we do everything together all the time. <clears throat> if people know Josh and I, we, I think, make a really great team. Um, but we also, I think, know our different giftings and our different roles and try to encourage and support one another in that. And so um, I'm really excited to do this with Josh. And um, we believe, like, our kids do ministry with us as well. Like, it's a family affair. And so 
<clears throat> I'm excited for them to still see us do ministry. And, you know, one of the, the things I have loved about being a part of a specific ministry. So it was Young Life for so long and now um, we're, it's called TYA, Tree Young Adults. Um, so if you hear me refer to it as TYA, that's what I mean. But something we're so excited for with TYA is like we get to build teams. And so one of our favorite things when I, and I would say we, because I'm going to speak for Josh too, when we look back uh, over our Young Life career is like we have had some of the best friends around us um, that we love so much because we're working towards a common mission of sharing the gospel and we're living our lives together in a way that does that and we get to exemplify his love um, and we learn so much from them and I think the thing about following Jesus is for a lot of people it can be a head thing like it can be a knowledge thing uh -huh. and not always reach our heart and then therefore our outward behavior and so I think being a part of specific communities that are working towards specific goals um, is so helpful in taking what we read about God in the Bible, what we hear from solid teachers, pastors, podcasters, books, authors, um, is we, we have to take that knowledge and put it into play and I think being a part of ministries does that and being a part of communities who are doing that gives us accountability and pushes us towards um towards being the people God wants us to be instead of knowing who God wants us to be does that difference clear yeah yeah and I think what Josh often says when he talks to younger young life leaders is I've led young life as a volunteer for however long because it helps me grow in my faith like I lead it and that sounds so selfish and I would say like sure it sounds that way but it's not that's not the heart but it pushes us to be in relationship with God it pushes us to be growing spiritually because out of our own spiritual growth and health is what overflows to young life kids or now young adults you know and so um I think that for Josh and I, we thought we would be leading, um, I would say high schoolers. I don't know if it was Young Life, but we thought we'd be leading high schoolers for a long time. I think there's a really funny expectation maybe in the Christian world that like you age out of youth ministry. And right. I don't believe that at all. I don't think that's true. Um, I will say as I've gotten older and done youth ministry for 18 years or 15 years, whatever it is. Um, it gets harder physically, um, like going to camps every summer for so long. I'm like, I mean, it does get harder the summers I have to sleep on the floor at camp. Um, you know, the, the obstacle courses and the like physical, the physicality of it hurts differently. And I've been to camp pregnant and I mean, it's just different experiences. Um, so I would say, we're not leaving youth ministry in particular because we feel like we aged out or we don't still love it and have a passion for it. Um, we do. And I think in some ways I'm hopeful. I don't know when or how I hope God will call us into supporting people in youth ministry. And what's really cool about TYA is a lot of our young adults at the tree church are youth leaders. So I already kind of feel like God is doing that. And I'm excited to hopefully be able to relate to the young adults who are youth leaders and support them 
them in some unique ways because I've been in youth ministry for so long and I just feel like I know the challenges and the the blessings of that um but I I can't express enough how much I feel like um how thankful I am for our experiences with Young Life and leading youth ministry, but also how excited I am for where God is taking us. You had the opportunity uh, to walk with people mm-hmm. through really difficult and challenging times um, that uh, they've experienced. Maybe uh, the death of a loved one, uh, uh, their parents divorcing, um, maybe uh, addiction challenges and those kinds of things. You know that that opportunity still exists with young adults, right? Yes, absolutely. And you're still going to have uh, those opportunities. Um, you said to me off the air, that one of the challenges is this is a brand new position. TYA did not exist before Kelsey Bull <laughs> took this job. And so uh, that was probably maybe somewhat intimidating, uh, knowing that they don't hand you uh, the uh, the brochure and say, okay, here's what we do and here's how we do it. Uh, good luck. Uh, mm-hmm. You kind of get to create that. But from my vantage point, I see that as an advantage, that you get to take it in the direction uh, that you think um, it should go. How has that very early part of this process gone for you? Yeah, so they, the church, knew that this was a need. And I think it had been a conversation for several years. And um, as we record this on a Friday, we just had um, our first TYA event that I was over so there there was an event before they hired me um I was in the process of interviewing at the time of that and got to go and um be a part of it and I'm so grateful for that um but last night was the first one I was over and I was talking to my boss and afterwards and like we just are so excited for where it could go like we just last night was great but we just are like we want more people to experience this and we want more people to experience I mean community and relationships are the primary way I personally feel like I have gotten to experience God and growth in my faith like that has happened for me in community and so to offer that to other young adults and knowing what a lonely season young adulthood can be right is so real because for so many people and this isn't true for everyone right but for so many people you go to school kindergarten through 12th grade and you a little bit automatically have a built-in community and you can decide how much you want to invest do you want to be um on in clubs clubs or on an academic uh athletic team you know like there's just so many opportunities for you to go more um but i would say you kind of have a built-in chance to have friends sure and so when you enter young adulthood when you graduate high school or whatever the equivalent can be i think there are so many different options you can go And some of those options don't have a built-in opportunity for community or maybe a built-in opportunity for healthy spiritual community. Right. And so to offer that um, is so exciting. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Because you said 
you know, uh, you saw the church saw the need here. I absolutely believe that, and I have seen it. I've actually, uh, when I was the primary pastor at Pleasant Chapel Church of God, I was going around to other churches and saying, what do you do for young adults? What do you do for young adults? And I'm telling you, I really struggled to find somebody that was doing it well because some are going to the military, some are going off to college, some are getting a job, some are moving out of state. Um, and so this group of people that you had, this uh, gaggle of friends, you don't really have that anymore because they all went in different directions. Sure. And so to try to re- recreate that and say because the statistics are uh, staggering really the number of kids that uh, maybe grew up in the church but man when they turn 18 uh, they leave and they don't come back I, yeah. I think one of the numbers I heard is about 80 yeah. percent uh, it's a really really high number how do we help them develop their own relationship with Jesus. So I applaud the Tree Church for being so intentional about building young adult ministry uh, because it is an absolute area of need um, and I happen to believe they picked the right person for the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have great experience, great history and I've seen as a young life leader the, the passion that other people have for you uh, and how you naturally draw people to you. Uh, you're great at building teams of people to say I can't be every place all the time but we got teams of people who can and then everybody gets seen and loved on and heard um, and supported. And so really, uh, I'm very excited for you uh, and your husband, Josh, um, and your family as you move into this area of ministry because uh, it is an absolute need. And I firmly believe that our job is to find an area of need and that if God's calling us to do it, then fill that need. Sure. He doesn't call everybody to do everything. No, he right? does not. And it's uh, youth ministry, young adult ministry, not everybody's called to do that. Correct. That's fine. Don't yep. do that. Yes. Do what God calls you to do. Yes. Go do that. Yes. Uh, because everybody's called to do something. Um, and so uh, I, I really believe, uh, there. at least my experience has been, there's a, been a gap in this area of ministry. And so uh, I'm so proud of you uh, and the calling the Lord's placed on your heart uh, and you're willing to step into that and help fill this gap. That's great stuff. Thank you. Do you feel like you were drafted by the tree church? <laughs> um, maybe a little yeah. bit. You yeah. felt like there were some other people, and then you got to move up the draft board. Uh, and okay, maybe maybe there weren't other people. Maybe you were just the, you were the only <laughs> one. It's a draft of one. Um, but you got drafted number one. I did. Yeah, not, yeah. Everybody, not everybody gets that. <laughs> yeah. Right. As sure. we recorded this on a Friday, uh, yesterday was the uh, National Football League draft, the NFL draft, yes. 2023. Yes. And lots of guys had um, life-changing experiences, especially the money. My guess is you're probably making 30 or $40 million a year. Is that right? <laughs> At the tree, roughly. Uh, with a signing bonus of $5 million. Is that? Is oh that how it worked? Oh, my gosh. No. No, it didn't no, work. No, no. It, it so work. far from that. Okay. It didn't work quite that way. Well, yeah. uh, these guys and gals... Uh, they were all guys. Uh, these yes. guys um, and the uh, NFL draft, uh, uh, yes, had uh, life-altering situations they happen. They did. So uh, we, we teased that maybe we would talk about that. We should probably do that. But I, I really appreciate you sharing about uh, your transition uh, and experience there. What Thank can you. you tell me about the 2023 NFL draft? It happened last night. <laughs> <laughs> I already said that. At our TYA event last night, yes. the number of they were all guys. Okay. Guys, listening or yeah. watching this yep. was, uh, and here's what's so funny. Yeah. I had no idea 
Oh, of course I not. had no idea that the draft was last night. Right. And, like, at the end, it was towards the end of the night, and I was yeah. like, what are you? I was talking to a friend, and it was driving me kind of crazy. So right. I'm calling this friend out. Yes. He just had his phone, like, playing. And yes. I was like, what are you listening to? There is... This was really out of Kelsey being overstimulated. Like, uh-huh. we had music playing. Yes. There's several people, I mean, lots of people in the room. Right. Having conversations. Right. Why do you need your phone playing right now? Right. That's an oh, extra no. sound. Yeah. Oh, he hated he, it. He, but he, he was like, it's the draft. Exactly. And I he, was like, He okay. had to find out. My hunch is sure. he wanted to know where the Ohio State players went. That's, That's my probably hunch. true. Yeah. I he, couldn't stand near him for long because I right. didn't want to listen to it. It was just too much noise. Yes. Yeah. So you, that's how you found out there was an NFL draft. Well, um, what you might not know um, is uh, there were several players that were expected to be drafted. And this is why we like the NFL draft because there's all this prognostication. Sure. There's a th- uh, mock draft. Oh, this is my wa- my mock um, and here's my mock 2.0, and here's my mock 7.3. Uh, you know, uh, they just give these mock draft, mock draft, mock, where are these guys going, and who's going to pick them up, and what, uh, what trades are going to happen. And so uh, Carolina Panthers were scheduled to pick number one. Are they still going to pick number one, or is they going to trade out of that? Now, there's just so much intrigue. It's why we love sports, because it's live. Um, you don't really know what the outcome is going to be. So um, uh, Bryce Young was picked number one overall. Great. Uh, well, yeah, great for him. Uh, he's a quarterback from Alabama. We don't like Alabama. So, at any rate, uh, he goes to Carolina Panthers. God bless him. Um, so, there are three primary um, Ohio State players that they are projected to be picked number one. One of those is a guy named Jackson Smith and Jigba. Sure. Uh, he's wide receiver. <laughs> um, he played like 11 or 12 plays last year. He had uh, injuries. I actually, uh, you know, get press passes there. I happened to be standing there in a game that he had played in only two or three plays. And I saw his family standing there. And I saw him come out of the locker room. And I saw him grab his hamstring and talk to his parents. Uh, hamstring injuries take a really long time to heal. Mm-hmm. And um, he was shaking his head. And you could see his parents' heads drop. Uh, it was obvious he wasn't going in. And then Brian Hartline, who's the receiver's coach, uh, now the assistant athletic director or um, uh, offensive coach, offensive coordinator, uh, he comes out and he's chatting with a family. So it's obvious that uh, he's probably not playing the rest of the year. How does that affect your draft stock, right? Yeah. You, you're not out there. You're not with your teammates. Uh, yeah. How that, how's that going to happen? Uh, and so there was a lot of intrigue around that. And unfortunately, he didn't get to play much at all uh, in this past season. He gets picked 20th um, by uh, the Seattle Seahawks. So congratulations to Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, as he... Like he went number 20? He went number 20. So he went in the first, first round. round. That really matters because you make a lot more money when you're a first-round draft pick sure. than second and third and fourth round. So I think Got there it. are seven total rounds okay. in the draft. Uh, and so uh, congratulations to him. The other two... Um, one was Paris Johnson Jr. He is a mountain of a man. And they said he might go in the top ten. Um, and before we went on the air, I asked you, what do you know about the draft? You're like, nothing. Uh, and then uh, I said, uh, how many Buckeyes went in the top ten? And you said two. And you were exactly right. I know. Even though you don't have any idea who Paris Johnson Jr. is. Nope, As a no matter idea. of fact... Um, we got. A, is he a linebacker? Uh, no, he's a lineman. 
Uh, and What's the difference? Uh, well, a <laughs> linebacker is on the defense. Uh, there's the defensive oh, line. he's on the O-line. He's on the O-line. Oh, That's okay. right. There's a defensive line yeah. as well, but he's on the offensive line. That's so correct. a lineman is, a on line. the, uh, is on offense and a linebacker is on defense? Yes, but also a defensive lineman is also on defense. So there's a defensive lineman yeah, that's and that's different than a Defensive line linebacker. A linebacker is different. They're behind the, the defensive line. line. Wow. They're backing them up. They're yep. linebackers. Okay. So he's a what yeah. now? Paris <laughs> is a what? He's an offensive <laughs> tackle. He's an offensive lineman. Okay. Yeah. There uh, are so many names for the same <laughs> position. That is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. If I were to ask you, uh, I don't know, about hairstyles, there's so many names for these hairstyles. No. Um, you have three or four names for Taylor Swift. So there's off, there's many different names for the same thing. So I think you've called her Tay. You've called yourself a Swifty. Um, they call her Taylor. I think some may call her Tate. Okay, there's a lot of names for the same thing. So uh, don't be disrespecting my offensive line. That's lineman. a person with a nickname. Anyways, yes. your point is slightly taken. Okay, good. Um, so Paris Johnson Jr., um, they say he might go in the top ten, um, and he does. He gets selected um, by the – Arizona Cardinals, and he got picked sixth overall. That's great. It is. It's phenomenal. As a matter of fact, um, earlier this past season, I caught up with Paris Johnson Jr. and asked him a little bit about football. I also asked him about his faith. Uh, would you like to hear what Paris Johnson Jr. had to say? I'd love to. Outstanding. With offensive lineman Paris Johnson Jr., what was your thought coming into today's game? Before we come out here I, in the hotel room, I get on my knees, and I talk to God about everything that I do want to I, I do want to do in the game and just I guess to remind myself that everything that we do as a team as a program is for the glory of God and uh, I felt like I'm, I'm proud of our team today because like I feel like the numbers we had were unbelievable and I feel like our offense was just having so much fun and special teams running around our the defense um, you know was playing hard and I feel like everything that showed today was correct it was all God like I know you saw that last running touchdown with, 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 with TC like I told him like that like that had to be that's all God because we you never practice a, who practices a run like that that's just strain that's just finish like it's really cool you know what do you attest your ability to be so passionate about Jesus um I would say just my mom is just the way that I that I grew up like I know everything that like I, I look at my mom's life and I think she's gone through it that's obviously all God and just um, I look at my dad's life, how hard it was for him early on, and he made it to college. He made it through the NFL, and that's all God. So I feel like you can just I see it through my family life, and I feel like I'm supposed to be the next level of that. And you know, so I give all the glory to God. I feel like it would be wrong not to. You know what I mean? Like, uh, how do you use that platform as an outstanding lineman for uh, the uh, number two team in the country, the Ohio State Buckeyes, to point other people to Jesus? Oh, I mean, I feel like, honestly, that's what I wanted. Like, I tell people all, I tell people all the time, like, when I was younger, I was, um, I told God that I wanted to be famous because I wanted to use it to point people to God. Because I feel like when you have a platform, like, um, like, man, like somebody like Kanye West or like all these giant people, like maybe like a president, like, like the platform they have, if you say, hey guys, let's all vote for this, or guys, let's all be mad at this individual, let's all, so many people will just go with it. 
So I'm like, I feel like, imagine, I asked God, like, when I'm older, please give me the, pla the platform so I, so I could turn them back to you for positive change to, have, to get as many people to Jesus Christ, you know, our Savior, you know what I mean? So I feel like I owe that to God. I feel like that's like my personal covenant with God is that as God is starting to get me there, like, I will never turn my back to, you know, redirecting the glory to him. You know what I mean? I do. And uh, you have other teammates like C.J. Stroud, yeah. Harrison Jr., and others. Um, how do you guys gel together to stand up for your faith together? I feel like we're a very open Christian team. Um, I feel like, you know, obviously not everybody's there, but everybody accepts one another. And I feel like our team, and I feel like we're bonded through Christ. Like, like you know what I mean? And something that, like, Roy Hall said to us, um, once I was a team, he was telling us, like, in our, like, reflection period, he said, like, it's going to take an entire team that that puts all the glory to God to get where we want to go at the end of the season. That's what it's going to take. And I feel like I've already, like, bought into that, you know, since, I've been, since, I, since I was little. But how much more can I buy into that? How much time can I spend time in prayer? When I'm on the sideline, I'm having little prayers, little reminders for God to energize me so I play with the strength of with the strength from God, not of man, because you can defeat a man's strength. Anybody can, but when it's from God, it feels different. You know what I mean? And so For sure. And you go down at the beginning of the game and pray with your teammates. Right, yeah, uh, how important is that for you? Uh, I, I, feel, I feel that's like really important because it's a reminder. Like, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? So... We wouldn't have any of this without him. Again, congratulations to Paris Johnson Jr., picked sixth overall in the 2023 NFL Draft by the Arizona Cardinals. That's so, great. Yeah, Do you know I, where he's from? Uh, the Arizona Cardinals? No. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, from Arizona. Uh, no, Paris Johnson Jr., <clears throat> uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he's from Cincinnati. Oh, Cool. Yeah, uh, down by uh, that area where you went to school, Miami University. Uh -huh. uh, down in that area. I believe that is where he's from. Got it. So, <clears throat> the... Um the third Buckeye taken in the first round, which, by the way, that's 90 Ohio State Buckeyes who have been picked in the first round, and that is a record. No college has had more first-round draft picks than the Ohio State University. That's a great record. It is. In large part, uh, thanks to Jackson Smith and Jigba, Paris Johnson Jr., and the guy that went number two overall, C.J. Stroud. Oh, he did? He did. Okay, you're going to laugh. Nothing new. Wasn't there a conversation about C.J. potentially staying at Ohio State? Or no. Oh, he graduated. No, there was so no. So we knew no. he was going? He didn't. I don't believe he graduated. There was oh, no he didn't chance. graduate? There was no chance he was staying. And the reason, because okay. he was going to be a top five pick. Oh. As a matter of fact, several weeks ago, he was the presumptive number one pick. Uh, and so there was some things that happened. Uh, over the last several weeks. I like to call this the height of the lying season in the NFL. The height of the lying? Yes. As in don't tell the truth? Yes. Okay. Um, because certain teams that are picking lower know a guy's going to pick high. They might tell a lie about him so that he'll drop in the draft. And people say, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Well, that seems like a risky move. Uh, so they'll tell lies about him so he'll drop in the draft so they can get him. Wow. Uh, uh, or they just want to disrespect him or whatever. And several of these things seem to be happening. And several different things came out about C.J. Stroud. Oh, no. And, and uh, 
uh, I'm not even sure they were true. One uh, was something about he was going to go to this Manning camp. Uh, you familiar with Peyton Manning and Eli Manning? Yeah. Okay, they have a, a football camp. Uh, and he was going to go to it, and then he didn't go. And they're like, oh, uh, just disrespected the Mannings. He just doesn't show up. Uh, so, like, it's just trying to disrespect the guy. There's a test called the S2 test, and it has to do uh, with reflexes. And he didn't score very well on it. And so there was all this talk about, oh, I don't know, seems to be struggling with decision-making. And then another talking head on television was like, uh, the word I hear on the street is he's not very coachable. Um, and he was just throwing this stuff out there. Um, I, on that test, I heard that they took it, he took it at like 11 o'clock at night after he'd had meetings all day long, and they were like, I don't know if we should take the test. Uh, well, maybe we should. Uh, we really do need it. Let's go ahead and do it. And it was, it was a terrible time for him to be taking the test. Sure. I also heard later he took the test and scored very well on it but nobody talked about that and so it's like um why you don't know the truth why are we trying to disrespect a young man uh like that ah, i just hated that um and so any rate uh yeah he goes through that process um and uh, he is selected number two overall he fights through all of that mess and he's picked by the Houston Texans. So um, I'm going to become a little bit of a Houston Texans fan uh, because I really love C.J. Stroud. As a matter of fact, I also caught up with C.J. Stroud this past season and asked him about uh, football and his faith. Would you like to hear what C.J. has to say there? Let's do it. Outstanding. Hey, I wanted to ask you, how has your expectations affected your faith? I mean, I feel like when you're dealing with a guy, you don't really have expectations, whatever his will is. You know, so that's what I'm going with, whatever God's plan. I just always go back to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trusting the Lord with all your heart, you know, lean on your standing, all your ways on the you shall make your path straight. So that's what I kind of lean on. And how are you impacting uh, your teammates with this kind of spiritual leadership? I just try to give them what they want. I don't try to be overbearing, but at the same time, just I don't want anybody to not know who God is. And I just help them like that. So I definitely think I have a lot of good guys like Bab, X, that helped me, and, and even uh, – Roy Hall, who comes in and gives us that talk of, of, of Christ and things like that. So it, we're doing well with that. Uh, well, congratulations on the field and off the field in your faith as well. Appreciate you. Again, congratulations to C.J. Stroud, the number two overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft by the Houston Texans. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 79 of the Sports and Spirituality Show. Kelsey Bowl from The Tree, thank you very much uh, for your willingness to share about your journey, uh, your vocational journey, but also part of your spiritual journey uh, as well. Uh, congratulations on this new position, and I trust the Lord's blessing on you as you continue to minister for Him. Thanks, Steve. You are welcome. Now, are you willing to come back for episode 80? Yeah. You know what? I think we should have a female guest on the program, don't you? Yeah, I always love to do that. Yeah, okay, well, let's let's do that. I heard a rumor. There's a, a, a gal named Michelle Etstool Smith who had a record at Amanda Clear Creek High School, and it was broken not too awful long ago, and maybe we could get her to come on this program. What do you think? Sounds good. You comfortable with that? Let's do it. Outstanding. That's Kelsey Bowl with the tree. I'm Steve Rao from X Church, and so glad that you've joined us for this program. A special thank you to Greg and Mitch Price of Price Custom Homes for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show. You can get more information by going to their website, pricecustomhomes.com. They can help you from beginning, middle, and end of the building process. Thank you, Greg and Mitch Price, for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to you joining us next time for Episode 80 
of the sass.